0: I say whenever we show up and even if you don't feel like it even if the motivation may not be there even if you're not where you think you should be every time we've showed up like we show up for our business and our business shows
1: up for us every single time hey there story sister I'm excited to bring you an interview today with two inspiring young women who are challenging the status quo and shaking up the beauty industry. Shamsa and Kaltum Hassan are the owners and founders of Afia Beauty, an artisanal skincare company focused on creating handcrafted and nutrient-dense skincare for all women. And As you'll hear today, these two sisters are passionate about cultivating community and creating experiences that make women of all skin types feel radiant and fabulous. In today's interview, I speak with Shamsa and Khaltoum about how their brand values are driving the direction of their business, and how storytelling plays a key role in connecting them with their ideal audience. We'll also discuss why it's important for underrepresented groups of women to challenge the status quo, and how to ensure your actions are aligned with your core purpose. As always, be sure to stick around right to the very end of today's conversation when I share my top 10 takeaways. Plus, if you head over to our free Power Your Platform Facebook group, I'll be sharing the takeaways there as well. By the way, I want to give you a heads up today that while I was recording this interview, I was having some slight microphone issues. So please disregard the less than perfect recording and focus on the content because it really is remarkable if you pay close attention. For now, let's get inspired by the slow beauty movement with Shamza and Kaltum Hassan of Afia Beauty. Welcome to Power Your Platform, the podcast for women who are building bold story brands. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey. Each week, we'll explore big ideas about brand building and shine a spotlight on courageous women just like you who are owning their story, following their purpose, and changing the world. Whether you're a story starter, a story builder, or a story pro, this podcast is for you. I'll help you move your mindset from uncertain to unstoppable, and provide you with the storytelling tools you need to make a real impact. Because we all have a story to tell, and somewhere someone is waiting to hear yours. Join us each week for inspiring interviews, aha moments, and step-by-step action plans that will provide the framework to help you create your very own purpose-driven platform. Are you with me? All right, it's time to power up. Hey there, Kaltoom and Shamza. What a thrill it is to have you today on the Power Your Platform podcast. Welcome to you both.
0: Thank you for having Thanks. us.
1: Yes. Well, we have been connected now for, I would say, probably a couple of years at least. And if I recall correctly, it was more the beginning of the pandemic, I think, when you and I, Shamsa, had first connected. And so here it is, you know, a couple years later, the pandemic has been rolling along and you two have formed a company in the midst of it. So what a a wonderful story to share. Shamsa, maybe I can get you to start by sharing a little bit about that journey that has led you up to. This moment, yeah, absolutely.
2: Thank you so much for having us, Carrie. Um, so, uh, my name is Shamsa, and my sister and I are both uh, skincare artisans and co-owners of Afia Beauty. So, the journey began. Um, I would say in 2019, when my sister and I were um, just kind of hemming and humming about the idea of um, starting our own business together and what that would look like, we didn't actually know exactly that we'd be in the space of skincare just yet. We knew that we wanted to be entrepreneurs, we knew that we were not for the nine to five hustle bustle grind life Um, I was just about to have a baby and I wanted um, a little bit more balance a little bit more freedom um and a little bit more creativity and fulfillment from what I was wanted to do with my with my life going forward um and I was really happy to my sister was in the same place as well and wanted um to move through this process and see what, what it would look like for us. Um, fast forward a couple of months later, we uh, came across um, uh, a school, um, a cosmetology school for um, skincare formulation in particular of natural ingredient using natural ingredients. Um, and then naturally we just kind of delved into what the world of um, personal care products looks like, um, at the time, um, I think I might have just had my son my, and I, um, I had two really stressful pregnancies, really bad pregnancies. And um, through this journey of learning and exploration and healing, um, I found out that a lot of the uh, products marketed to women of color, um, especially when it comes to skincare and hair care, were uh had so much harmful ingredients present um, and current disrupting chemicals, um, it, it just that just higher exposure to hazardous chemicals, um, which really helped contribute to this growing health disparity. So a lot of the women that I know, a lot of the black women that I know who have had um, birthing trauma, um, we kind of have all the same kind of stories. So I was kind of interested in delving deep into What that looked like. So, we know that Black women go through puberty at earlier ages. We know that they have higher uh, mediated hormone problems, such as preterm birth, which both my kids were very early. Um, Uterine fibroids, all of these infertility were much higher rates for Black women um, in North America. And that was incredibly shocking to me. That was the first time um, I had really heard about any of these things. And Um, helped me really explore what wellness really means. And in the context of what, you know, maybe that relaxer that, you know, we applied on my head when I was nine years old could have um, done to my life um, was really like just going through that healing process of just knowing that there's things out there that are incredibly harmful that we didn't know how exactly harmful they were. Leading to um, potentially having health problems down the road because of it, and um, that's that's really where the journey started for for me. Um, and then my sister, um, maybe you can speak on a little bit, Kaltum, but she knew the other side on um, facing um, the health crisis facing women of color on the other side being a nurse. Um, And that kind of really formed our unity as to what we wanted to do and how we wanted to just change, change up the space of clean beauty, natural beauty. Um, Currently, it's incredibly white centric and we wanted to just have a different face, have a different voice. Um, And I think that's that's really the key as to why we're here.
1: And Keltum, do you want to add to that? Wow. What a story.
0: I think my sister honestly summed it up so beautifully. Um, it was kind of, yeah, for me, it was, uh, like we said, we knew we wanted to be entrepreneurs. Our parents are both entrepreneurs. Um, but it was kind of like a get rich quick kind of scheme in the beginning or, or just like figuring out what we wanted to do. And uh, our why actually came really naturally later on. It was, I tell the story of like the body butter a lot because it was like I was using a body butter that... Um, It just seemed like a typical, like with shea butter that I got from, um, you know, a beauty supply store. And I was really surprised to see like, all of the ingredients that were written on the side that I didn't know would be in something that seemed so simple. Um, And I just did a little YouTube video, uh, watched a YouTube video on how to formulate um, a simple body butter. And as I was mixing it, it just kind of clicked into my head like, oh, okay, like this is what we should be doing. Uh, And my sister like, coincidentally happened to be literally on the same wavelength it was actually pretty insane um, and so it just came together so organically for us and so naturally for us and um, yeah it, it took us on this journey.
1: Well you're talking about uh, I remember Shamsa so when you were just talking about this idea of seeing things for the first time that You know, I think once we see things and even Kaltoum, what you just said, we can't unsee them. And uh, certainly with your entrepreneurial spirit as well, then identifying, okay, there is a really important gap in the market. And I think you could have been gone many ways and been successful in different areas. But I think that there's an incredible um, meaning to attach to the work that you do, which I think also you know, contributes to the brand story and the reason why people now are choosing Afia Beauty over perhaps some other products. So I love that you've outlined that your core values, which are stated on your website, actually, and other places are, there's three of them, that you are intentional, ethical, and holistic in the way that you go about your business. So maybe, um, you know, Sham, so we can come back to you, you could tell us a little bit more about why it's important that your audience knows that those are the values behind the work you do.
2: Yeah, um, so we chose those three as our standing pillars. Um, intentional in the sense that um, for us as makers, every ingredient that we put in, every um, uh, like process that we do, the way we source our ingredients, everything is done very intentional. even just the, the fact that we have this the same six products that we've had from the very beginning. Um, We've just intentionally been uh, keeping to a theme of minimal um, yet plant powered. um, That is, that's also quite nourishing and efficacious on the skin. Um, And then on the consumer side, we really wanted to promote um, a different kind of sense of wellness and um, the, the slow Um, slow beauty we call it just getting to know yourself a bit more and taking that time doing something that you're already doing but just make it a little bit more intentional uh, with yourself and make it a thing that you do for you and bringing that concept um, that you know we talk about self-care a lot but um, in practice like how do you just how do you do it and not make it a thing? You know, like how can you incorporate that that piece of self care in every day and everything that you do? Um, and one of the places that we know and um and that we're good at starting with is your skincare and how. That can really help you just set the tone for your day and your mood, and um, and just be good for for you outside and on the inside. And so, uh, um, holistically, uh, yeah, again, found the foundation is wellness. So it was important for us to have a holistic perspective in that, and um, and really understand that like being well is way more about your mental your spiritual and your physical health rather than just this like image of the what i've known wellness to look like is you know these lululemon wearing very like unachievable um, concepts of wellness that never had a perspective of somebody that looked like me who's a curvaceous black girl um and just you know bringing a different sense of what it means to be really well and starting also with what what you're putting on your body is also incredibly important to us Um, yeah and uh ethical again um that goes back to really our pillars of like being uh at one with nature and making sure that everything that we do is sustainable and and um and we're very conscious of what what kind of um harm that we want what kind of footprint um that we want to leave behind yeah just looking at our our footprint our ecological footprint how we could be better
1: always so beautiful and actually of course this episode is going to be airing probably sometime in May but today on the day we're having this conversation it is Earth Day and I always have such respect for companies that don't just put up the graphic on the one day but are in fact living out those values every single day because they're so important first of all and I love that you touched on the concept of attainable beauty as well which is sort of at the heart there as well of the work that you do Um, Maybe Kaltoum, could you talk to us a little bit more about this idea of the values that you've identified and, you know, very thoughtfully, which I love and how that sets you apart in the marketplace? Because for someone who might be listening, who has a business, they're like, well, I haven't really identified, you know, what my three core values are. How, like in your own words, how have you seen so far that it's setting you apart from all the others? Uh, other, other, you know, thousands of beauty brands that are out there.
0: Well, um, yeah, exactly, Carrie. The thing about the industry that we are in is it's very oversaturated. Um, It's something that there are so many different skincare brands and people are really afforded so much choice. Um, So a lot of the times, whenever we kind of hit a roadblock or we kind of want to figure out how we want to grow our audience, how we want to, you know, increase our sales, we always come back to these pillars, because it reminds us a like why we're here and why we started. Um, Because, you know, entrepreneurship can be frustrating at times. And um, we come back to our why a lot, because it's kind of what fuels us to keep going. Um, And the second reason is that people, as I'm sure you're aware, Carrie, (laughs) because it's your whole platform, it's people connect with stories. Um, More than we know our products uh, work really well. We've obviously, you know, gotten a lot of good feedback and we and we're proud of the work that we do. But ultimately when people come across our brand, when they come to our website, our social media, they see us. And we were very intentional about that we didn't want us our brand to be like this nameless faceless you know you just see the products and that's it like you see us you see our lives you see our story you see what we're trying to achieve we bring you along the journey you know people come with us to um, our lab where we formulate they see us at the markets um, they see us you know telling our story um, and i think honestly Um, we found our tribe through that way because there's a lot of people that resonate with some aspect of that. Um, And it was really difficult in the beginning. For me, I'm kind of really actually a shy person. So it was hard for me to put myself out there, especially on social media publicly. Um, But once we got the sort of reassurance and the feedback of people that are like, oh, we see you, we support you, we resonate with you, it really encouraged us to kind of keep going and um, to seek out more ways to show our story, to tell our story, to show our values and and to keep that at the forefront of our brand, because ultimately there's nobody else that is us. So that's really what sets us apart in a very oversaturated market.
1: I so agree. Your story is the only story that could possibly be told with this particular product. No one can copy it. Uh, No one can steal it from you. So yes, I'm so on board for that as well. Uh, Shams, earlier you had talked about this idea of you know or maybe it was kaltoum about being a minimal sort of in your approach you know limiting your number of products i love the fact again still talking about values that you looked at three values and i think that you've mentioned them are called them pillars which i appreciate i also think of them as like anchors which keep you grounded when bright and shiny objects flash by and people say you should do this too and you should do this too well when you have those core values you can come back and it sounds like that's what you're doing to say is this an alignment because you know this alignment piece is very important in business and integrates with our personal story as you've already identified as well so go ahead
0: And it helps us with decision-making because, yeah, a lot of the time we'll be presented with certain opportunities or, you know, we'll think of different ideas and it's, we always measure them against our pillars and say, does this align with us? Does this fit into what we want to share? We're very um, thoughtful around, you know, um, those type of things because we want our messaging to be consistent in that way. Um, Absolutely. We want it to be in alignment with who we are.
1: So brilliant. So Keltum, you were talking a moment ago about sharing your story in different ways. And you kind of mentioned a couple, but for someone who might be listening and they still haven't quite grasped this idea of, well, where do I share my story? Can you give us a few examples of different ways that you share your story, whether that's tools or different opportunities, either of you can really answer, but maybe want you can start. Yeah, so
0: honestly, I would say share your story in as many places as possible. Um, We call them touch points. So touch point is basically anywhere where a customer can interact with you possibly. So it could be on your website, but it also could be in your product description. It could be in your Instagram caption. It could be um, in a voiceover and a reel, or it could be on your stories. It could be even on your labels. Um, If you're selling a physical product or if you're selling a service, it could be how you describe your service. Um, all of those are different areas where people are going to interact with you in your newsletters and all those things like that. So um, it's something that takes took us a little bit of practice to kind of figure out. But um, everything from the tone of voice that you use to the, tip, the words that you choose to the motifs that could be in your images. Um, for us, for example, uh, one of the days I, I was really proud was um, it well, this is a podcast, so you can't see me, but Carrie can see me. There's a plant in my background. And we had a meeting with somebody and they said, you look like you're on your website. (laughs) And so for me, (laughs) I was like, yes, you get it. Like you get our motif. We have a lot of like greenery and plants in, um, all over our images, that kind of is a recurring theme and motif. And so um, there are so many places that you can kind of inject your personality, inject your story. It doesn't have to be this big, um, long philosophical thing. It could be just simply like when somebody associates um, a certain thing with you, they're always going to see that thing and be reminded of you. Um, So I would say, yeah, um, you can weave it in into so many places, but just Um, I would say, set that foundation in the beginning, which is, we didn't do that right away. Uh, We kind of started our business and then we kind of had to go back and really assess our values and and assess our brand story. Um, And once we had a really clear idea of what that was, moving forward, we really wanted to incorporate that everywhere people were able to access us.
1: Yeah. And that's a natural evolution. As you get started, you get more clear on your story. Uh, Shamsa, did you have anything to add to that? Um,
2: no, just, uh, I, I, along with that is just the consistency portion of those touch points. And, um, it's hard not to get discouraged because it takes so much, like, especially for us selling products, it takes a lot, um, to, um, have somebody commit and go all the way to the website. And by the time they bought our products, they've probably you know, have interacted with us six or seven times. We get emails all the time about, and then there, it could be quite, I mean, we answer every one of them, but um, yeah, they're, they're, and the people feel as though, just because we, and we are very approachable and that's, that's part of our business model is, I mean, we do custom work for goodness sake. So we're not here to like necessarily like pump out as much products as possible, but um, create that community and that connection so that we'll, they come back and they're, we have reoccurring customers. And now at this point we have, you know, friends at, at this, like who've come along with us through the journey who, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who, um, we've been so lucky to meet through our products and have been able to have that, like that community.
1: Yeah. And you were talking about touch points a moment ago, and I'm not sure if you guys realize, maybe you do, but Just for even our listenership, it takes, uh, experts tell us it takes 21 touch points before people actually say, oh, maybe I should buy, right? And so once we put one Instagram post out there, people become disillusioned thinking, well, nobody bought. And I'm like sitting there like, well, you've got 20 more to go, (laughs) you know, whether it's, and it doesn't just have to be 20 more Instagram posts. It could be a newsletter, as you said, a market. It could be certainly the website, a personal connection, an email. So I think a big challenge for anyone who's listening, and of course I know the two of you are living this now is to, Think about the different touch points that are possible. And, you know, again, that's a part of your brand marketing strategy, which is so important. So, uh, Shamsa, a moment ago, you were talking about community building. And I want to, you know, revisit that as well. What are maybe some of the lessons that you've learned along the way about building an audience? Because audience building is very important if you're going to have those touch points and have the opportunity to build the loyal customers that you're talking about so yeah what are there any lessons that you've learned that you might want to share about audience building what a
2: great question
1: that's that's
2: uh, (laughs) it's kind of like it's over evolving because where we thought we were or who we thought our audience was or who um the back end of instagram told us who our audience was is is sometimes a lot of times wasn't the case so getting to know who our audience is is that's the work like finding your community finding your tribe it's really that is a huge part of entrepreneurship most things are figure outable you can find money there's so much resources there's things out there but finding your people is really that's the bulk of the work that we do and the hardest part of what we do so um, just be open minded to think that you know, who you think is your audience may not necessarily be who buys from you and being able to shift and learn how to be ad- adapt to that a different audience. You, you, you're not we're not for everybody. We know that we couldn't be for everybody. But um, finding those s- specific niche areas of people and uh, that and space and uh, that we connect with is um, that's uh, that's the work. <laughs> so
1: it know. is. And it is work. And there's no shortcut around it. And so I, I, like I say, you folks have been in business now for a couple of years building this brand. And so it's, you know, it's not a one and done. It's not a one month and it, it didn't get traction. So now I'm going to give up. It's you have to commit to it because of the purpose behind the brand, which I know the two of you are so passionate about. Speaking of audience, by the way, I'm one of your most devoted fans. You know that I use your products every single day. And I am a white woman, you know, who you might not have had in your sight lines originally, but because of the, you know, authenticity of the products and the facts that not only do they work, but, you know, the values behind them. I think Again, if you have people that buy into those values, then suddenly, again, your audience grows and, of course, becomes loyal. So, one thing I like to do on the podcast is to suggest a power move for listeners so that they can maybe put into uh, action right away something that maybe it's something that you might suggest, a tip, and Tum I'll ask you maybe to frame it for the two of you if that's all right. Is there a power move that you could suggest, uh, whether it's with regards to audience building or any aspect really of, um, you know, business building that you might want to share with those who are listening.
0: I would say just show up. Um, and that seems to be the hardest thing at times. Um, I know for us, yeah. Um, we're always on this kind of feedback loop, right? We, we put something out and let's say we don't get the desired outcome that we want. It can be really easy for us to be discouraged. Um, but, whenever we've shown up and we've shown up authentically, especially as ourselves, um, we've always, even if we didn't get what we thought we were going to get, it always ended up working out for the best. Um, and so anytime we've dedicated, cause we've taken some breaks at times, um, from social media or, or breaks from, um, showing up every day, um, which is fine and just natural to do at times. But anytime we've actually shown up and we've put our heart into it and we've, you know, been consistent and we've been authentic we've always seen an increase in our sales an increase in our audience and just genuine connections and we that's what we live for when we get those um, that feedback when we get those emails that say hey your products really helped or hey we saw you at a market or at an event and we really enjoyed you know meeting you and, and working with you and seeing you that is the that is what motivates us and what drives us Um, there's if we want to get into the nitty-gritty there's so many different tools and and ways and analytical things that you can do but I say whenever we show up and even if you don't feel like it even if the motivation may not be there even if you know um, you're not where you think you should be every time we've showed up like we show up for our business and our business shows up for us every single time. Um, and so it's really a testament to, yeah, what we've been through over the past few years. Um, and it's just been, it kind of looks like, you know, those graphs, when you look at like investment graphs, how there's those little dips, but overall, you see the trend that it's going upwards. That's really what business is. it's not linear, it's a lot of ups and downs. But if you zoom out and you look at the overall trend, it's going up. And that's, what's been happening for us so we have to constantly remind ourselves of how far we've come what we've done the impact that we have because it's so easy just to think about results and measurements and you know what are our sales and and, and especially in entrepreneurship it's really kind of analytical You're, you have so many so much access to analytics right on the back end of your social media on the back end of your website um you know and yeah, you can measure your business and numbers and sales and growth, but we're also here for impact and in and, and more ways than just money. Um, you know, that's obviously very important and it's a good indicator, but we're driven by so much. We're here for a purpose, and we have to always remind ourselves of that. And we have to remind ourselves of why it's important that we're here. Anytime we feel like we may want to, you know, give up or or pivot or try try something new, we just have to constantly remind ourselves like why we're here? And are we trying our best? And how can we just show up every day? And that's just made the biggest difference.
1: Beautifully said. And I so agree. I couldn't have said it better. So I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Well said. So I know there are things that you're planning as you're looking ahead. Shamsa, maybe tell us something that you might be looking forward to in your business, whether that's this year or even further in the future that we can keep on our radar as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um really what what's coming up for after we have lots. We have lots on the deck as always. And um uh we really love um so on on the end of our R&D, it's uh, we're looking at um, creating new, uh, brand new branded extracts for our for our formulations. So that'll be really cool to put in, and um, it, it, it's we're really quite excited about it. Um, and uh, we have this amazing hyperpigmentation bomb that we've been working on for a while, and um, it's we're just finished our third phase of testing. We're doing some more testing at the end of the month. Um, And that's an ever evolving project. But again, being back to intentional intentionality, we really, if we're gonna put something out, especially some, we already love everything that we make. Um, We wanted to just take it to the next level with this next product. So we're taking our time and crafting a really specific, um, amazing beauty bomb that we hope to release, hopefully by the end of the year. And we're like, we actually enjoy doing retreats. We love doing our last retreats. We're looking at maybe doing some more corporate retreats and some, um, you know, just get around and see people and get out and take our traveling apothecary with us. And um, just introduce people to a different way of doing
1: um, wellness and beauty and, you know, have have fun as well. Yeah, really opening people's minds to that. I've seen that in action. I attended your last retreat, and I can just say it was just such a wonderful chance not only to play with the traveling apothecary, which you've mentioned, but there was the yoga and there was African dance and it was just a beautiful experience overall. So uh, you mentioned the R&D and I had to chuckle inwardly because I love your Instagram feed of the beautiful product photos. But I think some of my favorites are you in the white lab coat playing the mad scientist (laughs) in the laboratory mixing up things. And I've seen those a couple of times that I I just like, you know, you go girls. I think that's awesome. Like just, you know, figuring it out, uh, literally getting your hands dirty. And as Keltoom pointed out, showing up authentically. That's you. you you're you doing the work. And when you do the work, it pays off. There's no doubt about it. Kaltoum, can you let us know uh, where we can go to learn more about Afia Beauty and what might be coming up in the future for the brand?
0: Absolutely. So um, we're on social media and on Instagram and Facebook at Afia Beauty. And you can visit our website, afiabeauty.com. That's A-F-I why I had to think about that um and you can always uh, shoot us an email at info at afiabeauty.com um and we also are welcoming reviews if you've tried our products if you can leave us a google review that would mean so much to us but yeah like we said we'd love to hear from people so any kind of connection honestly is something we welcome and look forward to
1: Love it. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, I hope that you will click the show notes where we're going to put these links for connections to Afia beauty. So you can just go ahead and say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast today. Uh, you know, I, I just want to support you and let you know that I'm behind you and the work you're doing. It's part of what I love to do about sharing women's stories is connecting women with other women and just seeing that community grow. And the ripple effect is absolutely um, inspiring when we all get together. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. We're so appreciative and I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. Thank you so much. Knowing these two remarkable women, personally, I have to say, I feel so proud of the progress they've made over the past couple of years as they've launched and grown their new business. Even now, they continue to inspire me as they provide a great example of how intentionally sharing an authentic brand story can play such a pivotal role in a company's early success. So be sure to check out Afia Beauty at afiabeauty.com, or you can click on the show notes for a direct link. As promised, here are my top 10 takeaways from today's interview with Shamsa and Kaltum Hassan of Afia Beauty. Number one, your core business values can help anchor your brand and help you make more aligned decisions as you grow. Number two, keeping your why at the forefront of everything you do will help you connect with your ideal audience and set you apart in the marketplace. Number three. Your messaging will be stronger over time if you consistently link it back to your key value pillars. Number four people connect with stories so be sure to take your audience along with you on your brand journey. Number five telling your story will help you create a loyal tribe of raving fans and customers. Number six showing up consistently is key if you want to make a long-lasting impact number seven share your story in as many ways as possible remember it can take up to 21 touch points before someone makes the decision to hit that purchase button number eight don't just rely on social media to tell your story look for unique opportunities that are ideally suited to reach your core customer or client number nine who you think is your audience might not actually be who buys from you so be sure to track who your customers are and connect with them regularly and finally number ten today's power move is to show up consistently and authentically For your audience even if you don't get what you expect you will get what you need thanks so much for listening in today if you enjoyed today's interview let us know your key takeaways and be sure to share them on social media and when you do remember to tag power your platform and afia beauty we'd love to hear your ideas and share them with our own audiences until next time keep owning your story, following your purpose, and raising your voice because the world is waiting to hear your story.